All right. Welcome everyone in chat to Ashes Pathfinders, episode 61, Autumn Nights. Um, joined today by my co-host Daedalus. Welcome, Daedalus. Hello. And we are um we have a guest today, Zara. Zara. What's up, guys? Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Well, now we always do this for every new uh guest member that comes to the show. Um, why don't you let everybody know if they if anybody in this that watches the show is not aware of who you are. Um, or really doesn't know anything about you, why don't you kind of let them know um, about you and kind of like, you know, what your role okay. is in the community? Well, I'm Zara. I've been in the AOC community for about a little bit more than two years now. Um, I'm a guild leader and I really love doing that. It's one of my passions um, and a gamer, you know, I love to game um, and I'm just here for good times, you know. All right on. We like good times. <laughs> Speaking of good times, have you all been having a good time in APOC? Yeah, I kicked Daedalus's butt <laughs> multiple you? times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Daedalus. There was only once. There was only okay, one. Okay, I mean, you say that, <laughs> but do you have proof of that? I, I don't have proof other than I just saw your name killing me once. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll see. The, the best, the funniest thing about that is uh, yesterday... <laughs> yesterday we only could do solos in apoc and uh thanks sim killed me today today tl in chat saying sim killed me today it's impossible i work it all day so there's an imposter <laughs> unless it was yesterday and then but if your name was elf in the game i do remember killing elf <laughs> so if that was utl if it seems like that could match i'm sorry but i'm really not I think I remember that. I remember that coming up. Simmer killed Elf. Or <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Feels bad, man. Yeah. So uh, it was funny because yesterday, hey, Faisal, what's up, buddy? It was funny because yesterday um, uh, I was playing like all day, just trying to grind out all the adventures because I haven't had a chance to actually play a whole lot. <laughs> and and Dayless was hanging out with me, and we were both running solos, not together, because that's a bad choice. Don't do that. Mm, illegal. Right. <laughs> And uh, he was, yeah, he was running and we would drop and I was always, I was pretty much begging him to just tell me where he was at so I could kill him. But he wouldn't tell me. I was, I was avoiding him. And he was so close. The last match I played, I was like legit. I was in the tower. I was like on the second floor and I just killed the guy and I was like trying to heal up and somebody else just one tapped me and i was like no i just died and he's like uh he's like i think i just heard that he's like no so and i kept changing my appearance because i would go and i didn't stream snipe him except in the lobby and i would go and i would mess with him and he's like oh now i know what you look like i'm like no you don't he changes the appearance <laughs> the next time i would change up the gals yeah man i wanted to kill you so bad dude but you wouldn't you just <laughs> I swear, man. No, I, I was like, but at one point I said I would rather dive off of the tower. Yeah, I remember than that. Killed by you. I feel cheated. <laughs> I feel cheated. I literally searched for you all day, and you played all day, and I might maybe got close to you twice. Yeah, yeah. It was there was a couple of moments where I'm like, "Where's he at? Where's he at?" And I wish <laughs> I I would have, dude. I would have been like, "Clip it, clip it." So. <sighs> Let's get into the topics, right? So we got a newsletter. Uh, it was on the 11th, nope, 12th of October, uh, according to my email. And uh, so it was It was not the creative director's letter, right? That one's still supposed to be coming soon. I don't know when exactly. But, um, yeah, always. And 
so they kind of outlined talking about, you know, getting closer to Alpha One, which we keep hearing, right? Talked about uh, Ash's APOC going into early access. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, discussion around biomes. And of course, at the, around the time that this uh, email came out was when they really rolled out the new map, uh, the force of Erinthia, if I'm not mistaken, I could be pronouncing that wrong, but um, it's the Pyri. Am I saying Pyri? Can we get some Zara? Pyre? Pyre? Okay, so I've been pretty close all along. That's good. So the Pyre Elves, Pyre Elves, right? And tomato, tomato. Yeah, pretty much, right? I like to get this stuff right, but you know, whatever. Um, the new map is really great. I, I, it was like the main complaint, I think maybe we talked about the last time on the show was, you know, with the with there being such a large map and, and not a very uh, high population for each match, then, you know, we're only getting what, 25, 30 people. You're really searching forever, it seems like, to get people to kill. In a 100-person match, it's a different story, but but they came out with the new map. And the new map is supposed to be what? Like a little chunk of the world that we're playing on, essentially, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it was... I don't know. I, I, I enjoy this map a lot because it's probably a lot closer to the biome styles that I enjoy the most in an MMORPG. Um, we're definitely going to chat about it a little bit, but um, what do you all what do you all think about some of the decisions that they've made with the, um, and I might be jumping a little bit ahead, not by much though, but what do you feel about some of the decisions they've made as far as like, you know, doing the, uh, the cosmetics and APOC that go with the season, um, changing the map, um, what are some of your thoughts about those particular things? Daedalus? Um, I think the map was a huge good decision. I mean, just kind of experiencing both. Uh, I really felt like the, having the smaller map, especially with the smaller numbers, to be honest, um, you know, just made the matches go quicker. Um, and it felt like, it, you know, you had that... Um, sense of urgency where you didn't really have that with the other map like i could sit there and like roam around the edge of the map and it'd be a good 10 minutes before i saw anyone whereas with this map it's like you know within a couple of minutes i'm you know somebody's either where i landed or you know i'm i'm engaging with somebody so i think that was you know reinvigorated the fun factor for me um and i think the new areas are amazing to look at and i thought it was a really solid decision and i'm Pretty sure Alex was the brainchild behind taking a slice of the A1 map and saying, hey, let's make that a VR map. Really solid choice. Um, only gripe, and this is probably an ongoing thing, is the brightness on the map is just still tuned way too high, even in the lobby. That's the only part that I'm like, graphically, that needs to get addressed, but everything else was just was very pretty. Personally, I think it's like walking into a new world. Honestly, like the lobby to begin with was the first thing that I noticed, you know, just beautiful when you first start playing APOC. And then this new map is just a whole new like experience. I don't know if any of you have seen that um, Christmas trailer they did back in like 2016. Wow. Yeah, it was so amazing. Like I was just like, oh my God, I love this game. I have to get into it. And then you get a sort of feel for that in this new map with all the um snow environments especially with the um that gorgeous center with the the huge statues and the lights beaming everywhere i don't know if you've got uh guys have visited that area yeah. but it's 
it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. And the snow falls on you or at least ash or something like that. Um, I think personally, the brightness is okay with me. I'm not sure um, how it's affecting other people, but I like the visuals and I do like the size of the map. The size of the map is so important, but then again, you know, I really want to roam the map and I want to see every site that you can see mm -hmm. for the new map, but you know, it's going to be an alpha one. So I'll probably get that opportunity later, but um, I'm enjoying it a lot, you know, and I get high kill counts now, you know, as opposed to <laughs> searching forever. On, yeah, searching on the other map, but people are dropping like flies somehow and I can't even get a, a single kill. But, you know, Dude, that's so um, true. It's it, awesome. I have a different problem for not getting a high kill count, but we're not going to go <laughs> into that in this podcast. <laughs> and we can discuss it. I feel like we talked about it yesterday. There's no... <laughs> No, there's there's plenty of ammo on stream yesterday. So. Oh my god! Sure. No, it's totally true though. I think that was like my main complaint with like the you know I would I guess we'd call it like the classic map because we've you know for mo most yeah. of us here we played on it for like a, almost a year now whenever it's been up. So for us it's like a year old, you know, to mm -hmm. to the new people that are kind of walking into it. Not not the case, but uh, yeah, that was my problem. It was like you'd have 25 people, and I'm just every time I see somebody die, I'm like, oh, no, like I'm not gonna get a kill. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm not gonna get a kill. <laughs> I think, I, I, speaking of kills, my main complaint about APOC is that they're my kills aren't worth anything. I mean, it's a BR. <laughs> what could you say? I mean, like when you compare it to other BRs like Fortnite and uh, PUBG. Uh. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like there's a lot of oomph with it. You know, it's just running, dropping, and then like you get cosmetics here and there and stuff. But I always think like, oh my God, wouldn't it be great if I could find a legendary invis and keep the legendary invis for like every other match? Because that oh, is just like man. my favorite thing to use. It's like how I feel like when I play an MMO, I want to keep the stuff I got because, you know, it's pretty awesome. But at the same time, that's no. fair. I yeah, I would love to see some sort of um, reward for leveling that kind of gives you something and gives, I guess, a little more um, value to leveling. Besides, like, a tiny experience boost and kind of a little bit of embers and some cosmetics, right? I know that's generally what most battle passes are, but it would be cool to have some sort of persistent, like, you know, skill mechanics where you can progress and maybe spec or respec or something and kind of get at least you know a little bit and maybe they'll do something like that in castle siege i don't know mm. yeah those are class kit oriented but yeah just something where there is a little more um i don't know reason to stick with the game once you hit level 50 i think that's kind of probably the other gripe i know personally i mean i haven't gotten there so I'm, i haven't felt that yet but i know once i do get there it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot keeping you um and i think retention if if they want to use the br as a consistent source of testing data they're going to need to have a way to retain people um in the apoc client at least in the in the br until siege comes out and, and maybe they'll get data a different way but either way i mean I, I think that's a problem too and it seems like um they think that the solution to keeping people playing is having lots of sponsors and i don't know if that's the thought behind it but they have all these sponsors they bring them in they're like oh my god so many people are going to watch the game you know like ten thousand uh, people are watching from shroud and stuff even mm -hmm. though he wasn't sponsored mm -hmm. i believe right um wasn't. but like 
you know, I don't think even like there was a huge influx. There was only like a 10 player influx when people would actually watch, they wouldn't play it. And they're like, Oh my God, just play this other game instead of watching, you know, the APOC game. I don't think it's a real solution. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Like that's, that's one of them, one of the things I've been saying It's like you, this is just my perspective on like where you're kind of, when you, where you kind of choose to like spend your money. Like for my perspective, I've, I've done sponsored streams in the past and I've watched sponsored streams and no matter which side of the equation I've been on, like when you put up hashtag sponsored in the title or ad in the title, that translation to a lot of people is I'm only doing this cause they're paying me. Mm. And so that that people are going to hang out and watch the game sure on those channels because they're there to watch their favorite streamer or whatever but are they going to come back and play the game and is that where's that that could that money potentially have gone somewhere else more useful but even with that being said most of the sponsorships aren't really probably touching like anything in comparison to to what you're actually spending on this game i mean that's it's just a speck of sand on the beach in comparison but still I agree with that though. Um, one thing I want to touch on, cause we talked about adding this and I hadn't um, necessarily added it specifically at some point for today, but um, the cosmetics, right. We could kind of touch on that briefly. They definitely have, I think the past like three, what is it like past several months? I feel like back around the winter, there was like that whole frozen theme. I call it frozen theme. Um, like with all the ice, uh, what is it? The ice, like building or whatever and and all of that um Mm -hmm. and then then i feel like the past three months have been like pretty at least consistent in me is in terms of like i feel like art style and 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 like kind of like theme because before i felt Mm -hmm. like they're a little more all over the place but uh yeah what are your thoughts on this particular theme i like it it's got the whole death rider kind of void feel to it which i i can totally appreciate but what about you two you two i definitely sorry go ahead no, no, go ahead, Zara. <laughs> I definitely think that there is the lore aspect that goes well with this. And it's like, I was reading the story and I could imagine a sub-story of the lore that's going on with it. With the, the men and women dressed in the raven cloaks. And they I'm pretty sure they're like coming to heal or help the community in some way. Um, and I was thinking of like a story in my head that could go well with this and actually fit into the lore of Vera. Um I think it it fits, especially since it's October, you know, Halloween-ish kind of theme. Mm-hmm. And I really like the aspects. There's um a good color scheme going on with it, the purple and the black. You know, mm-hmm. I really like that. I'd really like to just know a little bit more on some aspects, like the pot with the, I think it's a snake coiled around yep. it. Like, what's that? You know, like, I don't know what that means. Um but beyond that, and then, like, what is the, the tomb? Is it a crypt, or what is it supposed to play as in the game? Like, is it going to have to have a new aspect that the MMO, like, will have to implement in order for it to be valid? I don't really know um, much on that, but the story in general is very nice. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I do like the lore posts. I do like the... And I, I'd have to agree with you, Sim. I think the level of Detail, not that it was ever kind of lacking in my opinion, but the level of detail, especially with this month's uh, cosmetics are, are really good. And I I think the mount 
looks amazing in concept. I can't really wait to see that in game and see how they handle that because they clearly stepped up their game. Mm -hmm. I mean, if just, you know, looking at where they were in a zero, where they were in the first iteration of the BR to now and seeing the two different maps and also seeing some of the renders coming out as well. I mean, they're really stepping up their game. So I'm, I'm glad they've gotten into a really good groove with this. And it shows that they're really trying to handcraft a lot of different types of things. Um, and, and it just makes me excited about, you know, the variety that's going to be in the MMO. Because one of the things that I was always really, you know, annoyed with in other MMOs is a lot of times you end up really looking the same, you know, at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Some people kind of stick with the, the stuff. I know, like in WoW, I had maybe like, you know, three or four outfits that I like swap between there wasn't a lot of like reason for me to go in and like change you know my standards this feels like oh man this would be really cool to be wearing around halloween or you know really cool to kind of decorate my freehold with all these different halloween type buildings or christmas type buildings etc so you kind of have instead of just you know window dressing you've got a lot of different variety on actually changing the entire feel of your area your you know, your character, which, which is mm-hmm. good. I mean, I think having those choices are great, especially for, you know, transmog and collection nerds like myself and my wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, like, I like, I'm a big collector. I like my collections and everything, but the thing that like Zara was talking about the, the potion, right. With the snake around it. And then last, was it the last one was the storm, right? The storm kind of storm. Right. Thing, yeah. And there was like the ring, right. Yes, the ring. Yeah. And people were saying that it's pay to win somehow because they thought like it gives you some sort of like, um, I, it, it starts with the C, I forgot the word, but some sort of buff. And I was really confused by that at first. And it didn't make sense that I would be any sort of pay to win. It's just, you know, text, you know, lore. But mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Like you'll visibly be able to see a ring on your character's hand. And I don't cool. see accessories as much in MMOs, like at all, you know, you don't, you really don't. It'll just be like, oh, you get this, and it's purely skill based or um, mm-hmm. supposed to be. Yeah, I think the only MMORPG that I've ever that that I've at least been aware of seeing jewelry actually show up would be Final Fantasy fourteen, mm-hmm. and I because yeah, but the, it's just the earrings. I don't know that I've ever actually noticed any necklace or anything or like rings or anything, but it's just the yeah. the earrings that I've noticed on that one. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious what like sp- these particular items, like the ring from last month or like the potion. But the other thing I thought was really cool is that bird, the black sight watcher with like, there's like freaking like six eyes on each side of their head. That I didn't was, notice that. Hold dude. On. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. Yep. Six of them. And I'm just like, what? Like that's an eerie looking pet, man. But see, these are all like, <laughs> isn't it crazy? <laughs> Yeah, those eyes are wicked, man. You can have that thing flying around by your side. What up, Crispy? But I dig it because I feel like the themes, like I feel like I could go from season to season in game and actually like start to apply these like to my yeah. to my freehold and stuff. So that's what I think is really cool. It's actually enticed me. And I've, I've always been, I'm not the guy that gets every cosmetic package every month. Mm-hmm. Like I literally only get it if I really feel like I would wear that on the character, use it on an alt or something and this past two months plus this month are the months that i'm just like going damn it 
Yep. Yeah, after you see the render and you see it like actually move and mm -hmm. stuff, like the courier and mm -hmm. then um, was it the uh, otter? Like, oh my god! But yes. you know, uh, <laughs> it's such a tough decision because concept art is so much more different than the actual in-game product. Um, and I'd love to see. I'd love to see all of it. You know. Yeah, though, though I'd have to say, though, in kind of seeing cosmetic versus render, it's pretty darn close. Like the, you know, the Dawnbreaker and the Tidebreaker look like, wow, that actually, yeah, you know, looks pretty spot on. So, yeah, but it is a tough decision to, to make based just on a concept because, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, you do have that disconnect and like, oh, that didn't look exactly how I expected or what have you. But I know that... The art guys are definitely doing their thing um, for Ashes. I mean, yeah. initially for Dawnbreaker, um, you think uh, it's like, yeah. it's a little bit weird. And I'm like, okay, I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to be a combination of all these things. But the concept in general is really weird. Mm -hmm. But when I actually got to ride it in APOC, I loved it. I mean, everybody makes fun of it. I love it. It's I so love cute. it too. Chunky boy. Yeah. I, I like it Small a lot. Breaker. Yo, the Golden cool. Feather Podcast. Thank you for the host, friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a baby Dawnbreaker. <laughs> the Swole Breaker. <laughs> That's the right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm really super happy about the the theme to a lot of the, the cosmetic packages. The only thing that I'm not happy about is what it does in my wallet. But Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Rip wallet. <laughs> the sacrifices we make to support the MMO, right? Um so the Halloween event. So what are some of your thoughts about like, because there's been mixed feelings from a lot of different people uh, in the community, at least at least the ones I've encountered um, in regard to we had the worm, right? There was the um, the uh, mount cosmetic, right? The worm mm -hmm. that you get to earn by getting to level. What was it like seven or was it five? I can't remember. Seven, seven. seven yeah, it was yeah. seven. Right. And then they released the new one, which is get to level 49 and now 50, 49 for the mask and 50 for the uh, autumn night uh, outfit. Right. I don't know. I don't know if you buy those in the shop. And this is if anybody here in chat's got feedback on this. I don't know if you buy one or the other in the shop. If you get it as a whole package, that part was a bit confusing um, to me because I wasn't really too sure. I was trying to get that information. But um, but yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? Halloween events. Um, we've got several Halloween events, one of which is kind of taking place within Ashes of Creation APOC. Um, and then the other is their, their now third year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is the third year that they're doing a Halloween contest. Mm -hmm. Now, for anybody that's maybe new to watching the show, whether it's here or on YouTube, or if you're kind of just new to the community and you're not really too sure what to expect of this, I'm just going to, this is just my my take on it from my perspective, they are like super generous about these, like specifically the Halloween event and correct. You let me know if you have different feelings about this, but the very first one, I remember they were like, um, they were like, you know, we want you to submit. I believe it was like, they did like a short story. They did, um, costume. a costume mm -hmm. and then art. Right. Yeah. Art. And I don't know if I'm missing anything, but I remember those three for sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like there might have been something else, but I honestly can't really remember it. And if you remember, they were like, we're going to give the winner of each category an alpha zero key. Yes. Right. So if you don't know what an alpha zero key is, that was playing in alpha zero, 
which is a, literally the pre-alpha. This was the MMORPG world that probably all of us here played on, right? I think. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So all three of us have played on it. And it was your pretty traditional tab target um, MMORPG concept, right? You got to kind of like run around. We could talk about this. We can't show anything. But you got to kind of experience uh, node progression up to like two or three. I think it was three. No, two. Anyway, you got to experience some node progression. You did your pre-traditional run around, grab quests, kill, th kill stuff, kill mobs, kill bosses, um, explore landscape, find interesting uh, clues that you were kind of going. I, think, I remember there being a really funny one towards the end of like uh, alpha zero testing and it was like help me was written like in the ground somewhere <laughs> and everybody was like well, what is going on and nobody could show show it or anything but it was it was a lot of fun so these were like coveted back then right everybody wanted to get in on alpha zero they were like if you the winner of each of these categories is going to get a key well it came time to actually judge and they were like you know what we're just going to give everybody who who actually yeah. like submitted a key <laughs> And I was sitting there going, what? Because at that point, I didn't have a Z, uh, Alpha Zero key yet. <laughs> and I was going, I was kicking myself, literally kicking myself for that. Mm -hmm. And so um, then the next year, I can't remember what they did last year, but they were like super like generous too. I, I don't remember what it was, but oh, it was pre-order packs, wasn't it? Yep. They were, and they were some of the top notch ones too. Um but that was some of what you could expect in the event. So we've got the uh, what they're calling on their post, which I'm going to link in chat. The glorious, <laughs> enter the glorious gourd contest. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's one thing I've got to give them props on is I'm really glad we've got this blog post format squared away now mm -hmm. and consistently where we can refer back to their website for a lot of information, you know, a lot of the original posts and things like that. And on here, there's physical and digital entries. And I'm not going to go through and read the whole thing. I've linked it in chat. Um, definitely go check it out on the on there. Some of the um, judging, it looks like, goes to a few areas. Grand prize, best overall. Gorgeous prize, most creative and beautiful. Glorious prize, most original epic. So I'm going to assume that means one's the keyboard, one's the headset, and probably the mouse and mouse pad are going to be the third one, but I don't know which is which. And I think it goes all of it for the first one, and then for the second one, like only three of them, and only two of them for the last one. I think they get what? Yeah, because Ooh. it lists everything, you know? It lists everything for the oh grand prize. Yep. And then for the third one, you get three of the items, and then so on. It does, yeah. If I had just scrolled down a little further, yeah. like, you know, a whole quarter of an inch. So you guys get an overhaul if you actually participate in win. Yeah. Dang, that is legit, man. One thing I do want to say on this, which is really interesting, mm -hmm. is if you go into the actual terms of the um, event, it lists some things. The Corsair Mouse Knights. Yeah, it's a great product, you guys. And yeah, they did a really good return. <laughs> do you? Okay. Yeah. Razor. <laughs> But <laughs> um, so this contest is void where prohibited. Um, so certain participa uh, participants cannot actually get the items. So if you're from certain states like Arizona, um, Florida, Illinois, uh, District of Columbia, uh, you cannot actually um, get some of the items. Um, it says your eligibility 
eligibility is contingent upon the specific law of your state, province, principality, or country of origin. So, I mean, I can link that to the chat if you want. Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, in this one here. Uh, link you can link it in Discord or not Discord, yeah, but link it in. Uh, yeah, I can access Discord from here. Unfortunately, Daedalus, you can copy and paste. Yeah, I'll the chat copy it in. Thank you. Yeah. So it says, um, yeah contest but may not go. be eligible to receive any prize so you can participate and you can buy a package but you may not be able to win any of the prizes mm. feels bad man it does it feels bad it does that's actually pretty unfortunate damn the only thing that i would say like this year that i felt like was different and i don't know whether it's because they just don't have the bandwidth to take in all the entries is they only kind of limited it to like kind of a either a carving or an art thing i mean unless i misread or didn't see it but um you know the other years they did like you said costume contests they did writing as well i mean i think that um that was something i'm like you know i would have liked to have seen that because that's mm -hmm. you know, writing my jam i like doing that um now, considering that I can't even get a prize, I'd probably still participate. But. <laughs> I mean, I'm still really crossing my fingers for those other events because I just think it's like tradition at this point. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Halloween stories, dressing up because we get new cosmetics um, to see and reference. And then uh, just uh, the, what it was, third one, um, Halloween costumes, story. Mm -hmm. Short story yeah. art. Art. art and then more art yeah like who who does not want that for their company like you get all this stuff to reference and to show off it's more content for your social media mm -hmm. and then they just get prizes you know it's a it's a all-around thing i'd love to see more of it and i'm sure they're still gonna do it. i hope i really hope so yeah and speaking of social media uh ashes of creation has a twitter for their support they have a Twitter for Ashes of Creation Apocalypse, and they have Ashes of Creation. So just a heads up, you might want to follow all of them if you want to make sure you don't miss any uh, announcements or updates because sometimes they have things that are, that are specific to Twitter. Yeah. Um, same for their like the um, cloak, the yeah. storm, storm brand cloak yeah. giveaway. Yeah, they mm -hmm. did that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty – wow, that was like a legit document there. And there's a bunch of disqualifications too, which they all look pretty – they all look pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. So, okay. So back to where I was going with the uh, Halloween events in APOC and tying that in, right? Uh, I agree too on the, the map. I think the map for the, the new map for APOC is gorgeous. I absolutely love it. Like it's totally my vibe. I, I actually hope they keep that around all the way through the, the rest of the year. Cause I'm a little bit of a sucker for, uh winter themes and during the winter and halloween themes during the halloween and all that um but they've had that the um autumn night outfit which is very orange um and very, then they, very <laughs> <orange>. <laughs> and then there's the mask which i gotta give them kudos on this that was really well done that mask is pretty pretty badass yeah. um now there's been some mixed feelings about this and this is where i want to get some of your feedback um is that it's so far down the track that someone who really wants it m may not have the time to get it, right? 
may not have the time to actually like grind their way up, level up. Um, some of the complaints have been, and I've, I've reflected this too, which I can't really fr- reflect this so much now because the new map really resolves this issue um, and kind of like matches kind of taking a little bit longer, not really getting into contact, really feel like you're running around, not really any action. Um, the new map, I feel like you're really just, you're kind of getting into action pretty soon. You're not really going to be uh, running around aimlessly, not seeing anybody for a while. But the complaints have been like, you know, we've got till the 31st to get the outfit and the mask. Um, we're going to have to buy it if we can't make it there. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the big dilemma and kind of conversation is it almost feels like maybe we're kind of being pushed into having to buy it if we don't grind our faces into this. What are some of your thoughts about that? Zara? Okay. Well, um, <laughs> personally, <laughs> I actually disagree with that notion. Mm-hmm. I think that um, as far as it goes, if I can get to level 50, I think a lot of people can, you know, when you're doing school and then you're, life and then all of this you really it's really just about like how much you actually want the item to put yourself into at least like four matches a day um you know it's just that's like the minimum i'm pretty sure like i i try to get in as many as i can and do all my quests quests are priority i mean if the squads were up you know i'd be doing them to get more um uh to that is true. I do have the legendary path. And um, I oh, think as right. far as that goes, um, yeah, people got to buy into that at least to get level 15. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do get the extra XP boost, I'm pretty sure, from that. Um, you do, yeah. But then again, I can't really say my perspective because I don't not have the legendary path. You know, I don't know how bad the XP is when you're you don't have it. Um, but for, for people who actually do have it, I think that it's pretty okay. Um, I think that they should boost the EXP though, a I little too. bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not the, I mean, if they took the amount of experience you get currently and bumped it up, I'd say probably anywhere in the area of 15 to about 25% of what you currently get now, mm-hmm. um, at the most, I think that would probably shift things a good bit. Um, but I agree with what Zara is saying too. It, it, the main thing is it does come back down to do if you want it or not, because even in an MMO, when you get these seasonal events, mm-hmm. right? Like if you want the stuff in that, you're going to have to go and sometimes do stuff you don't want to do like dailies or grinding or killing bosses or whatever. But then the golden feather in chat um, was saying four matches a day, but when you work two jobs as well as a full-time college, it's kind of a no lifer's reward. I probably do it like once a week, maybe I would say one um, match a week. No, no, no. Like one day a week. Oh. I'll actually go hop in. Um, I would say I probably played like five hours uh, yesterday, but mm. out of that five hours, if you were to split that up into like a week, that's like what, like under an hour a day, like maybe an hour it, a day, five days, you know, I think it's like, just take an hour out of your life, play APOC and then you can forget about it just <laughs> once a day. Like, I mean, that's what at least I try to do. Um, uh, but yeah, one thing that I wanted to say real quick was I think that at the end of the 12 weeks for the quest rewards, there mm-hmm. should be an actual item like Fortnite does that. They give you like mm-hmm. this specific armor and outfit. And um, I think that that would be another incentive 
even though cosmetics have been like the big um, issue, I suppose, like mm. people thinking, you know, it's not really worth it, especially for that outfit and whatnot. But I think that if they gave more, it would be fine. Um, but yeah. So Daedalus. I mean, I'm going to probably maybe have more of an opinion here. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Cause I kind of think of it in two ways, right? Old school MMOs, you needed to grind your face into a dirt to get certain things. You needed to camp things, et cetera. So there was some like level of effort that needed to be put forward. Um, with some of the later MMOs, there's kind of been, um, there's kind of been a, a way that they're handling it where it's kind of like everybody else, right? You kind of, there's kind of two ends of the spectrum. The way I see this, is kind of one way from a player perspective i'm like there's going to be things that are rare there's going to be things that people don't always get and sometimes it requires effort i mean i don't think it's quote unquote unfair if you know there's ways to get it right i don't think intrepid's pushing people to buy levels etc but at the end of the day they are a business and they do need to maintain employees like salaries bring on more people they need to have some way to get income so in my opinion i mean i'm not um you know opposed to them doing what they've done i agree with zara i think having more available would be nice to incentivize people to get you know level 7 level 15 level 30 etc giving you more than kind of the baseline giving you something special um and i think kind of having the armor you know 49 the only armor at 49 and 50 for October when we've only had the game really in early access out for you know about a month now. I think that's probably, you know, maybe not have been the smartest choice, right? You maybe want to do incremental rewards like, yeah. like I said, 7, you know, 15, 30, whatever. And you've got something that's, you know, super special that somebody can get. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, you guys are right, you know, time put in, you know, if you could make the time, if you really want X, Y, and Z, you're going to put the time in. Yeah. And um, I feel bad for uh, like people like Chibi who really yeah. have all that work and have all that schooling to do. And I really wish that like I could, I mean, technically I could go on your account for you and level for you. <laughs> but um, I mean, at the could. same time, when you hit 50, it's just so rewarding. Like it's like, without the boost, without paying anything, you know, it's just like you did it yourself. You don't need anybody else. And it feels really good to achieve that goal. Like, I think that is probably the main incentive for me doing it because that's like, that's what I love. It's an achievement if you actually do it, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's probably the main reason that I've been doing it too. <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a completionist. I've been really saving a lot of steam for, for ashes so i try not to like burn my energy into other games too much right now anyway but i know that this is something it's gonna be some kind of swag i'll be able to run around in in the mmo right and i may not buy all the cosmetics but you know i can get this if i earn it and run around and be one of those things yeah. like oh well, we only got this back in the day whenever you know it's kind of like this this merch we were talking about before the show today i kind of my thoughts have been like well they've changed the logos and stuff right Lately, you don't. Yeah. At what point is this going to get phased out? And then anybody's even got a shirt. It's gonna... a legendary, like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. sell it for $2,500, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. 
I have posters in my room, but um, one thing that I do want to say is the and now what Makinoji and now what um, Y core. I don't know how to say your name, but like what now after you hit level 50, what can you possibly do? When I think about other uh, battle royales, I'm sure like Fortnite has these events going on and like their, their map can be different each time, you know, like the cube and jumping through portals or whatever, but there really isn't in, and now like there really isn't. Um, and I, I'd like there to be, that's the probably the main issue that I don't like the BR is because as opposed to like arena battles, like arena battles with 50 V 50 or 10 V 10 and stuff like that, you know, there's that whole like, achievement goal you actually achieve something and you can say my team's better than your team and i don't know you can do that in squads but it's all based on rng and then yeah. people third partying and stuff like that mm -hmm. there's so many other influences yeah. that it makes it more difficult to hold mm -hmm. that achievement you know yeah but yeah it's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit. This is a good transition point, I think, at this point to talk a little bit about. We talked about the map, right? A little bit. Mm -hmm. The new map that is. And one thing that was brought up in the newsletter um, also has resonated within the APOC because we've got the new map, which brings us into discussion about biomes, right? And this also ties into the dev discussion number 11 that they posted, which I'll link here in chat for you all. If you want to reference this, what we're talking about. Um, this one is probably one of the more um, better ones, I think, out of the past several that we've been, at least from my perspective, the past several that we've seen. Um, talking about biomes, what are your favorite and least favorite biomes and MMOs? What's a biome that you just, <laughs> that just needs to go away? For example, please no more deserts. Well, they gave you mine, everybody. I'm not a desert fan. I don't really care for the dirt a whole lot, you know, <laughs> I loved Orgrimmar and wow, but I'm not a big fan of mud huts. It's just not my style. I, I like the lush vegetation of jungles or like, you know, rainforest, waterfalls, things like that. That's kind of my, that's kind of my thing. Um, so that would be the thing I wouldn't really prefer, which is why I probably enjoyed the snow biome one for this map so much has mm -hmm. trees, has hills, has water, has snow. It's all the stuff I like. What about you two? Go ahead. I'm an environment nerd. I like it all, um, except the barons. Screw the barons. <laughs> we talked no. about that. No, get it anyway. But um, I digress. But I mean, I love like just different types of environments, and any environment can be awesome if it's done right. Like desert done right to me is all them, right? Because you've got variety. You've got some sort of like you know different levels that you can go to and still kind of make it interesting. I mean, personally, my top is probably like, you know, right, right along with you, Sam is like, you know, natural stuff. So forests, mountains, trees, caverns, you yeah. know, sandy beaches, underwater environments would be really cool. Again, if they do it right. Cause I know in some cases when it didn't go so well, it just felt like you were going to go off of your computer and just get sick. But one thing that I would like to see them do is like really super high fantasy stuff like cities in the clouds, alternative planes, dimensions. I think having some sort of purpose or reason for the biome is also important too. You can't just kind of throw something out there and be like, okay, this is what it is and mm -hmm. have fun. It's like 
you want to have some lore behind it. I think having architecture there is important, like going back to that desert comment, right? When it's really generic mud huts, nobody gives a rip. But when you've got like ancient ruins to explore or, you know, something that changes in the environment, like one, one of the things that really brought me to ashes was the fact that we're doing something in the world and something pops up. So wouldn't it be great just to have kind of an open area you're doing something and all of a sudden it reveals an invisible city that you can explore. I mean, to me, handcrafting your races and cultures and systems is definitely what brought me into this game and handcrafting that level or having that same level of devotion to handcrafting and curating your environments. That's going to take this from being like repetitive and things we don't like um, and, and, and losing your immersion, right. As a player, to something that you just want to like be there all the time and something new pops up. You just want to go there and, you know, explore it. Um, for me, I would, did you want to say something, Sim? Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm worried you're going to say the desert though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Give me a second here. All right. Okay. I'll hear, yeah. I hear you. So I have a couple things to explain. So um, one thing that I think of is what is essential to actually having these biomes is a sensible transition between the biomes. Yes. You can't just have an instance where you're in a snowy land and mm -hmm. then it goes to a sandy land mm -hmm. to a foresty land. That doesn't make sense. It yes. has to actually make sense. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I want to say. And the other thing is I've always had like this like environmental depression feeling whenever i played skyrim or like conan exiles so like for example oh. i would go to the way north in conan exiles and i i there's the rain and then the mm -hmm. gloomy skies and i just couldn't stand it you know i don't like that stuff um but i mean recently like for especially for this map for apoc i love it like it's just like winter wonderland i love it so mm -hmm. much um but another thing that I find very, very important is not the biome itself. It, it's what's in the biome. Like, um, Daedalus hit on this a little bit, but like the animals and the creatures. And I think that's one thing that people like about jungles and forests the most is because that has like its own ecosystem and yeah. you expect things to be in there. You expect these right. creatures to be in there and all these um, dungeons to be in there. And one game that I can say that I really like the the sand sandy land the desert for is probably Blade and Soul. I think that having an oasis is nice, and like having all these little creatures and these dungeons that look cool, like it's visually appealing to me. Like I think that it was one of the places I'd actually look forward to the most, you know. And when I think of forests and jungles and dungeons, I think it can be a little bit overbearing sometimes because it's all going to relatively be the same if I don't go around and see all the new sites and see all the other um, biomes, you know, I need that. It's like a refreshing yourself in a way. Um, but yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> thinking desert biome or refreshing is not <laughs> come to mind. What? I mean, it's interesting <laughs> looking. Okay. It's like oh, man. you... you I don't know. Oasis I feel it in refreshing. me. The yeah, Oasis the is. Oasis. The Oasis. Speaking of Conan Exiles, though, one thing that was really crazy about that was when you get the sandstorms, it was like, oh, crap, dude. That's true. Yeah, that was. And they do a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah it's not just like 
you know, for visual voices. Yeah. Voices. But I mean, but I think that's actually another example is like Conan Exiles being yeah. a sandy place. Like you walk along, you find these NPCs that you can talk to or attack and they drop these kinds of like unique loot sometimes. And then you see all the different creatures running by the huge river. You know, I love that. And I, I love just, it's visually appealing to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mud huts. <laughs> mud huts. Yeah. To be, to be honest, though, yeah. A good desert, though, like one thing I like about, like I think in the Elder Scrolls Online, it was actually really well done, too. Uh, it was Alakir Desert. You do a really good desert and you get the sand physics down. Oh, man. Like, because even if I don't like the desert, I can appreciate a sandstorm or like a breeze, like picking up sand and throwing yeah, it around. Swirling it. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. Or an oasis with some water and like maybe a little waterfall i mean to say i think my favorite biome probably would be the jungle or a forest though like i think those are like yeah. because you know it's warm it's comfortable you see all the creatures and the lighting's mm -hmm. nice you know there's no super brightness or right. super dark i like it it's a very good neutral and that's a place i would live yeah. but i wouldn't constantly stay there i would want mm -hmm. to explore you know it's where your home's at yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of place I like to pick for my home too. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. The one, one of the things I can't stand in the, in MMORPGs, wow, is super, you know, super guilty of this one. Um, there's a lot of them like in the Elder Scrolls, you just have to, you have to like load a zone every time, which is drives me nuts. But, um, I love the open world MMORPG. Um, Arcage did a really good job with it. Um, they're coming back tomorrow. Archage Unchained, anybody playing? If you are, hit me up. Um, <laughs> because well, there's a handful of people that are actually going to be playing that. And if you're not aware of it, there are a lot of things in that game that are very similar to what Ashes of Creation is going to resemble. Not not Mirror, but there's some influence there. So if you want to mm -hmm. understand Ashes, this can help you to understand some of those systems and dynamics. Um, so, <laughs> Chad... My man, I'm a chick, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but the, the when you go from like such a drastic change in environments, like from one zone to another, that that is actually like it's nice to go from one zone to another and have the open world feel, but it's there's like a little bit of a buzzkill when there's not a transition and you just go from like Conan Exiles, right? You go from the desert area in the middle up to the mm -hmm. like stormy area and all of a sudden you mm -hmm. you like literally take a step and it's like oh thunderstorms <laughs> you back one step i mean i literally did this one time i was like yeah. forward back forward back so yeah good examples uh one other thing uh we can have a little bit of discussion about so there was a october 12th q a steven why you gotta stream when people are asleep homie why you got thirty minutes notice? Give us Why are you notice. asleep when he's streaming? Come on, I have to work, man. <laughs> Gotta get up to work. And I'm just like every time too, he like streams, and I'm just like, damn it! I'm like literally about to fall asleep, but I feel like oh, I have <laughs> I have kids, Stephen. Damn it. Um, but this one, he he's hinted at this and talked about it, and a couple of the streams he's been doing. Uh, again, I'm a huge proponent and I'm I, positive vibes on this. I like seeing Steven jump on there and just get chill and hang out, talk about the game, enjoy his water and his wine glass, you know, 
and, and just run around and have a good time. Like it's good because we went for like over, I felt like over a year of like not really seeing that a whole lot. Mm. So it's like really nice to see that again. And I feel like it helps to bring the community together. Uh, we got some information where he's hinting at, Oh, castle sieges are extremely likely this year. No, I don't know. I'm just uh, okay. Yeah, from the October. I hope it was a good show. Oh. I missed all of it. Oh my gosh. Oh, a my. sub. Yo, Night Scream, thanks Ooh. for the resub. 18 months. Hammers and chat. Thank you, friend. Um, October 12th, though, you know, he he's like breaking away from Margaret a bit and kind of just going, nah, I'm going to talk if I want to, I feel like <laughs> lately. And he's been going, yeah, so I feel like this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm going, is it good that this is happening or is this like dooming us a bit? <laughs> okay. I mean, I think that I can, I can see. Okay. So it's different when it was initially the BR because they had nothing, you know, they had to work towards us and build everything yeah. up. But now we already have the assets to apply towards Castle Siege. So maybe it's going to be an easier startup. But I think as far as like, you know, um, the servers are going and you know how like i feel like we're gonna be missing some features right off the bat and then eventually they'll work towards implementing them slowly once we get more um uh answers and bug fixes and whatnot but yeah i mean i think if like it's all the you know running off of the same back end so i mean i think most of the heavy lifting is done it's really just kind of you know adding some things and obviously you know they are going to ramp up some people in November. Kind of, they talked about ramping up resources in November, so it's possible. You know, they could they could do something. I, mean, I just hope that they take some time and really iterate before it goes out into the general populace. Because one of the things that I think didn't work out so well is some of the issues. You know, with the VR initially. Um, you know that they kind of needed to. You know stop reset like the combat piece right was kind of a big one i mean they made that happen in a couple of weeks which is fantastic and it's mm -hmm. really good now but still it's like don't let that first impression be something that people are going to talk about being a bad experience right you, you're always going to have problems but you know just try to put your best foot forward and really take some time i know there's a lot of pressure um to kind of get something out there that isn't a br but still um i think there's a lot they're just not telling us which you know is is good too because maybe they'll surprise us in a really good way like oh, it was so. the br because I, I i would not touch the br except you know every now and then prior iteration now it's like i'm spending my weekend you know when the house is asleep just playing the br mm -hmm. and i'm enjoying it so that's that's uh, if you anyone that ha isn't familiar with the podcast knows that that's a big deal because yeah, I hate he, he he was like <laughs> yeah I think you jumped in and tried it just for the sake of experience every now and again all the way up until now and now you're like oh I'm enjoying it I'm playing it and I'm going what? yeah and now I'm actually actively trying to love enjoying it and I played <laughs> even though like I would ran out of quests which normally I'd be like no forget it um so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was still fun me yeah and i think i think with that being said like they got a lot of flack on the reviews on steam i mean i've discussed this before we've we've talked about this before you know with uh mm -mm. yeah they don't they, even 
it's just like its own hell. It's like it, a level it is. of hell. The seven levels, mm-hmm. it's probably the seventh level, okay? It really like, I, is. Stepping it, into the Steam reviews is just something you want to do if you need to make yourself cry. Like that is like <laughs> that is like something that I just I refuse to go in there. Because they it's like you will see people who have less than an hour of playtime yes. like reviewing this game. And yes. I it's just ridiculous. It's a falling. And I think that people really need to stop going with the herd and make their own opinions, you know? Stop yeah. just it's make your be your own shepherd. Mm-hmm, yeah, why, I agree. why are you so angry? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I think that I think that someone was looking at this. I can't remember if it was like I can't remember Daedalus if we were talking about it or if it was somebody in my chat one day. Yeah, I mean uh, legit I see a review that is a complete, you know, de- deconstruction of the BR and one hour of playtime, and I'm like, wow. I mean, mm-hmm. you just you have no time to play this, yet you're talking about a completely different product like a lot of the reviews are like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna downgrade this because this isn't an mmo Mm -hmm. i'm like can you read it's not listed as an mmo yeah right that's that's my take go ahead sorry no no go ahead one thing that i really really hate is how they'll get on us for supporting the game right. and actually wanting to see it progress and calling yeah. us, oh, the white knights of ashes of creation. No, we're really just reasonable pe- people. Like yeah. we criticize the game and we make all these good points. It's constructive. That's what it's supposed to be. We're not like just, you know, kissing butt to it. It's mm-hmm. like you're the ones who are doing the opposite and just dissing on it saying oh i told everybody that it's gonna be a scam and look at it now it's a scam i'm right you're wrong you know like it's all about the i'm right you're wrong nobody cares about the mmo Mm -hmm. they just want to be correct yeah and that's it i mean look i've had my criticisms over doing this show over the past year and a half now like i mean i've had some pretty hard criticisms right like but but at the same time like in in this situation I, I might have said I might have said like, oh, I don't know that this is a good idea to do this until they maybe test it a little bit more. That's my criticism, right? Because I yeah. know how toxic this the Steam community can be. And you've got so many people. This is like their sounding board for all their frustration and their anger and entitlement or whatever else goes wrapped up in that. Yeah. And they so go in there and they dump. This type of negativity didn't start with the BR, right? No. It started with this whole hashtag not my MMO whatever garbage people started, <laughs> right? I mean, it was a long, long time ago, like right around probably Kickstarter, there were certain people that disagreed with some of the design choices the development team made. And they were like hashtagging not my MMO, you know, that whole thing. And it, it continues on. I saw it that briefly, on. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it continues on. People are review bombing, you know, the uh, VR. And, and personally, like I've had pretty harsh criticism too. So if anyone um you know refers to me as a white knight i'd ask them to fact check because that's not true you know that's not true in any way shape or form right i disagreed from the start with this kind of br strategy but it is what it is it's what a choice the team makes i don't pay steven's salary could not afford him in you know in (laughs) in 10 lifetimes right nor do i pay any of his staff so at the end of the day they're going to make a choice i can agree with it or not but at the end of the day, it's still their choice to make. Right? That, that's so. true, though, too. Like they're saying in chat, right? Talking about like there, there is a like negative 
stereotype to kickstarted games these days too so there's like a lot of different layers that that tie into these criticisms and look i i've said this before like the thing is is most of the statistics if we were looking at it most of the reviews are from people who have played it like half an hour or less right a lot of it are talking about the cash shop or monetization or they're talking about it not being the mmo well if you're reviewing it you shouldn't be reviewing it as an mmo in the first place because it's not what it actually is right, right? And I'm not saying don't give it a negative review. I'm just saying if you want to give it a negative review, base it on what it actually is and not what you're trying to actually criticize that it's not. And I don't know, actually spend time in the game and play it before you, you know, sandbag it. And I would just like just kind of a point. Somebody in like chat at some point was talking about this whole, you know, ashes of creation is a scam or it isn't a scam. At the end of the day, those people that put that out there, um, you know, don't have facts behind what they're trying to say. They present their opinions as facts. And to me, that lacks integrity. And anybody that doesn't fact check before reporting something doesn't deserve to actually report on anything. Um, At the end of the day, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We can only speculate, present it as speculation, offer constructive criticism, but please, you know, get the ever loving F out of here if you want to throw lies out there. Because developers, I'm not just talking about Intrepid, right? I'm talking about any developer, right? Mm-hmm. Any developer works their fingers to the bone on a game. So being disrespectful and lying without, you know, or and, and putting things out there that don't have any fact behind them just because you want to get views, I have no respect for you whatsoever as a, as a human being, nor as a content creator. And, I think, and um, that's the kind of people that are, are review bombing this game. Exactly. That's Zero fair. information yeah. on it. I think there are a, a couple things that I want to um, say who are to people who are talking in chat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Q-Cake says, I personally think it is cash grabby to have a polished cash shop for a test. You really have to put into perspective how easy it is to make a cash shop. And we don't really know that. I don't know if um, any of you had had um, game development, you know, history or anything like that. But to me, it seems very feasible to be very easy to do. It's just um, a layout as opposed to actual in-game mechanics and stuff like that. I think um, one thing that is proving is that it's purely cosmetic. It is just not, you know, like it's proving that there's going to be no pay to win. It is kind of cash grabby with the prices, in my opinion, for what we're given. I think that instead of like the prices being uh, too much, it's just that the cosmetics in general are too little. Like they're not as appealing. Right. I think I pay for something like twenty dollars if it was actually attractive to me instead of just a reskin. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what else did you guys say? The cash shop is needed. I agree. Um, I think that it, it like you can't really have a VR with like without a cash shop in my opinion. You always see cash shops. It's just it's a part of it's like another thing to test, another thing to develop. We're getting giving the reviews, and if they didn't start off with it. Of course, maybe it would have looked better and less gammy, quote unquote. But at this point, you know, we're testing it. It's like, you know. I mean, what a lot of gamers don't realize in, in general, right? I mean, I was there too, but 
You cut started out? testing yeah. games. Sorry, can am I? You're good. You're good. You're, you're good now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. So I mean, one thing that gamers don't realize that you know learned over time doing testing is you know that it takes time and it takes money to make video games, right? And as much as we like things that are free, they're not always going to be free because you know salaries need to get paid you know developers and their children and their families need to eat so while i agree with you um you know zara that the prices maybe need to be revisited the end of the day they need to they need to be able to pay the bills and they need to be able to have revenue to be able to pull resources in to actually make the game right i i didn't disagree on that Yeah. yeah I'm just saying that the cosmetics in general should be a little bit more appealing. I think that the swords and the weapons are fine because there's different variations, but then again, it is just a reskin. I think that True. the the whole physical appearance should be a little bit more, unique. you know, unique. Exactly. Yeah. Unique. You I know? agree. I agree. Um, but I can't hate on the prices. The prices are similar to Fortnite and to PUBG, you know, like I, yeah. it's not surprising to me. I wouldn't, necessarily pay for it but then again there are people who would and they do need right. to accumulate some money um yeah it does ease the cash flow i agree with that and i mean look the more more streams of revenue that they have coming in the better it's going to be for the mrpg anyway um i had my criticisms about them you know i think i think early on in the in the the br you know back when they originally had launched that like last fall um their first go around at it. I think that I, I was like, I, I think that I was, I was genuinely frustrated about the fact that we were planning to play alpha one and we were kind of getting locked into playing this. And at the end of the day, like I, you know, unless you've actually got evidence that they're not delivering on what they promised, just because they're doing this doesn't mean they're not delivering. Right. Like realistically, even now, a year later, I have to be realistic and be honest when I say this. Like, whatever testing environment they want to use, so be it. Who, who are we to say how they choose to test the game? What really matters is if they deliver on the, the product for the MMO. If that's what we're evaluating. If they deliver on the MMO, they, they might end up going through a rough time dealing with the PR backlash about this and where people are not happy about it and everything. But you're not, you can't please everybody either. And even I didn't really like that the BR was like what we were spending time playing. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm kind of going, we're playing something and it's theirs. It's theirs. Let them test it however they want yeah. to. If you don't I, want I, to do it, I don't agree. test it. Don't play it right now. I agree and disagree on who um, who are we to say how things are going. Um, but you did make a point on as long as you give us the MMO that we paid for yeah. and all as well. But I think that Along the way, that is how you give us the final product. Sure, We're supposed yeah. to, to push and pull, and they are informed, and hopefully they are taking what we say and using it, and hopefully not using the Steam reviews because that is no. just a little... <laughs> but just using the constructive criticism, using the information that from people who actually care about the, the development of the game, and applying that, and eventually we will get the product that we want, hopefully, you know? Um I think that there are tiers as well to um, 
the cosmetics that you see in cash shops. So if they had a greater outfit that they would use, something that's more appeasing to people, then that they would make that the most expensive thing. And then the reskins would be the lower uh, priced items. And I think that is how they should have probably gone about it. Um, but that's all I want to say on that. So, so piggybacking off of like the who are we discussion, right? So one thing I kind of thought would be good to ask is, you know, I, I do, I do, I do have to like step back a little bit and actually kind of agree with that because on some level, you know, we're the people that are dedicating, it should, it should matter. The voice should matter. Right. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, I think a lot of people were voicing concerns along the way. And I think a lot of people, including myself and, and others, at least in some way have previously felt like maybe not heard. I don't necessarily think that that means they don't care to listen. I want to clarify that. I feel like there might be a little bit of a break in people are voicing things and it's not really, that's not making it there. Like it's not making it to their ears. Cause I feel like there's some, and I, I can't dig into this too deeply, but I feel like there's definitely a sense of like, maybe from the developers end, it's kind of like not knowing fully where the community is at. And then there's like the side of like the community going, not really feeling like you're hearing us. And there's definitely that element going on. I just, how yeah. can that be resolved and fixed? And we'll tie this into our final thoughts here, tie this into our final thoughts of, you know, what are maybe some to-do lists that we have? If we had to say, here's some things maybe that they could look out for, things that they could actually address, what could make things better as we're moving forward. Um, kind of moving towards alpha one at this point i think that um they're already making a step in the right direction with the dev discussion stuff i think that um people are voicing their opinions and their history and what they like and what they dislike and of course that's just purely uh fun stuff as well but i mm -hmm. think that if they started adding more serious questions about like what did you guys think blah 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 stuff like that it would be nice because Especially, I mean, specifically in the forums. I don't want it anywhere else because that's who's actually spending their time on it. And if you really have a thoughtful, constructive opinion, you will go out of your way to give your opinion and help them. Um, I agree. True. Uh, succeed. Uh, so I'd like to see more of that um, instead of just, you know, other places like Reddit or um, Steam yeah. reviews and stuff like that, you know, where all these people are coming together to like, witch hunt and whatnot i don't know but um i think that when i think about the br for some reason inside of me i get this feeling that i'm actually helping in some way like i know yeah. that this is what it's for there's 15 people probably playing concurrently now uh in like each match you know um but to me i'm doing my job as a person who paid for a package a person who dedicated more than two years to this game to actually give them um it's 19 now okay um uh to give them the answers that they want and to give them the data that they need regardless of the lack of enjoyment or whatnot you know i mean yeah. i'm enjoying it currently and maybe i'm a little bit biased but True. i feel like yeah. it's my duty in a way you know yeah i feel that for sure uh, you know, one thing I've got to like piggyback on and say too is I think that uh, it was a smart choice to add things that they could earn for the MMO because I think I've 
actually been saying that I thought that would be a good idea for a long time because the people that are waiting for the MMO might be more enticed to play a little mm -hmm. bit more. I mean, T Elf is talking about being what level are you now? Like 30 something, homie? Yeah, she was talking about being like 30 something. I'm going, damn, really? I didn't expect her to play that much either. And so <laughs> 36? Damn. Yeah. What the hell am I doing? I need to step We're my the same up. level, I think. I step yeah. my game up. What the hell, man? Being lazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw something. Oh, uh, Faisal said that Faisal. whenever Steven joins voice chat, he's always bombarded with these questions and stuff like that. Um, I think that's why PI is important. Uh, Phoenix Initiative is because, you know, you get to talk to him directly. That's not um, NDA. You get to talk to him directly. Everybody mm -hmm. knows that and he can respond to you, you know, and it's not, um, you know, influenced by all this outside, just people wanting to be cancer for the sake of it, you know, hopping in voice call, just being so obnoxious. Actually think for yourself, say something that you want to see that you want to hear and you want improved upon and then tell them and hopefully you know, they'll, they'll take you seriously because people are ruining the image of the ashes community by yeah. just saying whatever's on their mind and not actually being constructive about it. You know? Yeah, that's true. What about you, Daedalus? What might be some of your uh, kind of takeaways or kind of final thoughts to share? I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay. We had a BR mode earlier on, right? Yeah. That data caused us, to have a kind of a stop in terms of communication because the team realized they had a major to address. Yeah. Now, had we not had that testing mode, right? Mm -hmm. We may have not uncovered that until it was so far along the right. MMO didn't perform as well as it should have. Right. So there is value to the BR, right? It's testing. It's not always going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah. testing so that's one thing i just want to like preface like what i you know what i'm saying too because because i think a lot of people just want to play the mmo and they get kind of get blinded by the fact that it is a process it's an iterative process mm -hmm. um so for me like the to-do list is i mean i think communication wise they need to have more consistency there i think that has been Something that has impeded the project from the start is communication, consistent, yeah. clear communication. So getting the newsletter out there, I think, would be good. I would like and I would expect that they're going to put some time frames around Siege, maybe have an official date. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, and just go back to consistent updates on the MMO progress. I think the lack of information, the, the perceived focus on APOC has gotten people more salty than usual yeah. and just, you know, build on that. I think releasing more information on the MMO is going to help with the perception that the toxicity, the toxic trolls have hung their hat on. Um, I think, you know, keeping that out there is good. And I think also in terms of testing process, one of the things that I did see they didn't do so well in terms of APOC is they kind of just threw it out there there wasn't a lot of iteration, at least with players. And I think staggering their testing cycles and, and I hate to do this, but I think it's important because then it helps you control the numbers. 
is staggered by backer tier, right? Certain tiers of backers get access and then more get access and then more get access and then you open it up because then you can get incremental data, then you can build out and you can have a successful early access launch for the next mode. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just throwing it out there and, and hoping for the best, right? I mean, that does work in terms of brute force and getting data, but it doesn't, yeah. you know, translate to a very positive perception, right? At the end of the yeah, day, it still is testing, but it also, you know, gives people the wrong impression that you maybe don't have your stuff together. I think uh, that one thing that we have to say real quick is that it isn't simply just testing. At this point, it is its own standalone game. Yeah from development, you know, it's progressed so much that it is its own game, but we can say that it's a game that is helping test the MMO. And I think mm -hmm. that that is what everybody needs to be saying right now and not yeah. just testing or simply a game, you know, it's two in one, but sorry to cut you off. You should be no, saying no, this. No, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I've got it. I've got a command for it. It's so much. <laughs> That's what you tell people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it is it is an early access game. You can't expect to be, you know, have bugs, but you also can expect that it's going to help the MMO. And that's the end of the day, right? You know, BR, as much as a lot of people aren't really a fan of it, it, it is helping the MMO. We are seeing glimpses of the A1 environment now and there too. So it's a way to build hype for the MMO too. So there's, there's just a lot. I mean, ultimately, Intrepid's going to get a ton of feedback. Just They just need to kind of take it in stride. You know, you know, stick to their guns when they need to, but also be able to listen and take feedback that's constructive and work with it and come back to the community on it. So to me, it's really focused a lot around testing process and communication. So I'm going to answer a question in chat, too, from QCake. Any concerns with the BR being around for almost a year? Technically, it hasn't been around for a year. Yeah. It was that this was initiated, this mode was initiated about a year ago, a little over a year ago, technically. And it, it was taken down in January. Uh, so you're talking what, like three to four months, maybe, some of which was not consistent testing, by the way. It was in phases, uh, weekends or like a day here, a day there. It wasn't like super, super consistent, like with a, not like it is now. It wasn't like you could log on 24 seven. That was the goal, but it hasn't really been around for a year because it was shelved and like they went and worked on the back end for a good, what, six plus months at least. So, um, I mean, to say as well, if you're talking about us not receiving the MMO because the, the BR has been such a project for around that long, I'd say then it's really not the issue since supposedly they've been working on the MMO and the BR at the same time and have been pushing for progress. And when more BR aspects are done, they focus more on the MMO aspects. And I'm, that's one issue that I have is not understanding how much of the development is going into the MMO yeah. versus the BR. But right now, you know, I think that it's nothing to worry about until uh, APOC is over or more, more or less until alpha one, is alpha out. one. Yeah. I think once alpha one happens, it's going to be a different story, but I do agree. That's like a little bit more like clarity and, and kind of like <laughs> the, we don't know what we don't know. Well said. Well, final thoughts, Zara Daedalus. Uh, we're going to kind of wind um, this down. Zara. Real quick. Um, most MMOs 
aren't transparent. The development of the MMOs are not transparent. We never see, we never see anything from them. And at least we're getting the glimpses. We're going along with them in the development. We're knowing a little bit of what they're doing and progressing with it. Um, I think that that is pretty important to, to realize as well. But yeah, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. Um, that's mm -hmm. what I have to say. Cool. Dave. Yeah, not a, not a BR wisp, but Star Citizen has created modules that they've used for testing purposes. I mean, it's not unheard of. I mean, mm -hmm. granted, BR is the easiest way to set up. You know, that's why they chose it. They thought it was the most marketable and the easiest to set up. That's why they've got um, Star Citizen has its own problems in terms of scope creep. I'm not going to get into that because that's like another podcast. But, yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, developers make choices. We may or may not agree with them. Um, an MMO uh, development is a process. And I think we just need to trust the process. There's a lot we don't know. And, and I think we can make judgments based on what we know. But the reality is we don't see the whole picture as players. No matter how transparent a developer is, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So... Mm. At this point, you know, I'm I'm going to go with keeping Intrepid and any developer that I'm kind of talking about accountable. If they say they're going to do something, I evaluate whether they've done it or not. Um, and at this point, the only area where I feel like Intrepid has fallen short is in their kind of PR and communications. But I think the quality of what we've been able to see and the progress we've been able to see over the life cycle of the project has been really good, right? And we're in, what, two years in to what's normally a five-year process. So take that as you will. Yeah, and I agree because I think, I think the most important thing is to keep it in perspective because I don't, if you don't have evidence to support that they're, they aren't doing something or they are doing something, you can't really you just kind of got to leave it alone, man. Wait till you've actually got evidence at this point. We don't really have, I'm not saying you got it. You can have faith. You can have faith, right? You can decide if you want to trust. That's a choice you've got to make. But at the end of the day, if you don't have evidence to, to say, well, like they're lying, well, well, based on as evidenced by what, like you have to have the facts, <laughs> got to have those facts, man. Otherwise so you're just facts yes you got to have that and so on that note uh you want to do something positive for the community you want to help turn the tides on the steam reviews i'm not saying it's got to be positive but from my perspective if you played it and you enjoy it and you can give it a vote on what it is you can you could help to kind of change that I, i'm not saying go do it i'm just saying if you want to actually like impact some change and put some positivity out there and you did enjoy it you know share the facts you know, if that's the case. And if not, that's fine too, uh, you know, but just be honest. And on that note, Thalys and Zara, it's been fun. Why don't you let everybody know where you reign from, where they can find you? Uh, my command doesn't work. It's Ashen Herald, <laughs> homie. Come on. Come on. It's been so long. Um, I got it. I'm, I'm on the internet in a few different places. Um, Twitter at the Ashen Herald, uh, my website, ashenherald.com. And, uh, you know, you can reach me on YouTube at YouTube slash C slash the Ashen Herald. Right on, Zara. All right. Well, you can find me on Discord at Zara0001. Almost missed one there. Um, <laughs> then uh, mainly just my guild, my community. You can see us. We're Nexus. Just find us in the discord right here right on. <laughs> and 
I just want to give a shout out to everybody here who hung out, engaged in the conversation, good conversations, good information, good dialogue and rhetoric. Speaking of rhetoric, I do a show called Rhetoric on Tuesdays. I can plug my own shows on my damn channel. I do a show called Rhetoric on Tuesdays. It's not Ashes of Creation Oriented. Uh, it does talk about a variety of different topics from geek culture, gaming, politics, social issues, space, science, you name it. If it's interesting, we're talking about it. We bring a lot of different creators together. If you're interested in being on it, hit me up. Seymour0001, I got it right, <laughs> um, on Discord. Uh, join our Discord, exclamation Discord here in chat. Um, but yeah, or you could just tune in tomorrow at uh, 4 p.m. Central. Kind of check it out yourselves. Grape Help, everybody else in chat. T Elf, Wisp, Zara, Daedalus, the Golden Feather. Lottie Dottie, everybody. Thanks for hanging out, friends. <laughs> Have a great evening. And until next week, we'll catch you on stream. Farewell, friends. See ya. Good night, everyone. <laughs>